Welcome to SEL Unfiltered. If you are a teacher, counselor, or educator looking for additional SEL resources and encouragement, you are in the right place. Stick around to empower the SEL guide in you. This week, we are continuing our series on career readiness. Ultimately, we all want our students to graduate from high school and become productive members of society. In this series, we are covering how to give students career-ready mindset, career exploration, how to obtain a job, and the employability skills you will need to maintain a job. Today's episode, we are going to play Flashback Friday, discover ideas about teaching communication, employability skills, such as using the telephone, appropriate use of email, and how to write a letter. And finally, we are gonna answer your question of the day. I am your host, Michelle Shepard, and I am joined today by my trusty co-host, Caitlin Baldwin. We are just two middle school counselors in the trenches wanting to share our unfiltered SEL tips and tricks that we have learned and developed over the years with you. All right, let's talk about the nitty gritty of employable skills, specifically communication. Here I am again, fielding, feeling oldish. Oldish. Old-ish. That's a great word. <laughs> so if you were to have asked me to identify employable skills in middle school, I probably would have looked at you with a blank stare. Like, what does that mean? True. I mean, and we've talked a lot that, like, we did not learn. We didn't have this growing up. We did not. So it makes me feel old-ish. Old-ish. Not old, just old-ish. So imagine if we actually started teaching our students as young as, like, 11, because I'm thinking middle school here because that's Mm -hmm. where I'm at, what employable skills are. I'm envisioning their confidence when it comes to interviewing and knowing Exactly, they would know exactly what they need to be successful. Like, how amazing is that thought? Yeah, yeah, they would like if, and especially if you started in elementary with just some career exploration, mm-hmm. like fourth or fifth grade, and then you continue that on in middle school and you start teaching the employability skills mm-hmm. in middle school, and by the time they're in high school, like they're unstoppable. They would just feel so confident of all the tools that they have, like, put in their pockets. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a really good idea. It's game time. Your favorite. Our favorite time of the time. Our the favorite time, time of the time <laughs> of the podcast. That's okay. It's the time. This is this the is time. This is the time. SEL unfiltered, SEL unfiltered is the time. That's right. So today's game is Flashback Friday, and we're continuing with our Monday through Friday theme. So you can do this if you're doing a career week. You can do this as a take five. And remember, if you need more ideas for take fives, we have an idea every single day on our social media, every single Monday through Friday. And that is on Instagram. That is at the Mind Trek Education. And on Facebook and Twitter, that is at the Mind Trek. So check those out if you want some more ideas for take fives every single day. And flashback Friday. What is one thing you learned this week? Ooh, this is a great question. This is a really good one. I have a funny answer. Okay. I'll do a funny one and then maybe come up with a more serious one. So my funny one is, and I should know this because this is not my first rodeo of doing it, but every single time it's like, why didn't I not learn this? Bulletin boards take 
significantly, <laughs> and if you're a teacher, you get me, significantly longer than you envision to it taking. And it is some hard work. I'm sweating. I am sweating when I'm doing these. Ripping off those giant pieces of paper, dragging them down the hallway down to where the board is. <sighs> Your board looks really nice, though. Thank you did you. a really good job. But it is time consuming. Oh, that's and a good Every time I'm like, I'll whip this out real quick. This is going to be a simple one. Nope. Never. And then it, I'm hoping there's other people out there like me. I get down there with all the things I needed, and then I'm like, I forgot my stapler. So I go back to my office and get my stapler. And then I come back and then I'm like, I forgot my scissors. Go back to my office and get my scissors. And I'm like, this is, this is a lot. Oh. So that's my funny one. That's one a thing good. I learned. <laughs> Mine is not funny. Mine is boring. No, it's not. It's yeah. probably full of wisdom. No, it's boring. It's boring because it has to do with data. Right there, boring. Everyone, eyes glazed over, boring. What is it? So I learned a way to create your at-risk list using data. That is not boring. It is totally boring. But I'm very excited about it. I like those things. I do too. I'm very excited to quantify our at-risk list and and for it to not just be subjective. So that was the one thing I learned this week. That's a good one. Which is now going to require an extensive amount of work, I think, on my part. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll do it. It'll be good. It will be great. So that's our game time for today. This is a great opportunity on Fridays with your kids just to give them a moment to reflect back and remember what they learned at school today. So you're giving them a chance to recall, which is then reinforcing what they've learned. Plus then it's reminding the other students in the class, oh yeah, I did learn that this mm-hmm. week. And they're, I feel like these, this week's, this whole, I can't talk right now, like questions that you've asked for series that's the word the whole series of this the questions have been extremely like thought-provoking for our kids and I really like making them think I love making them think Mm -hmm. that's what you should do at school think (laughs) oh you should think you should think (laughs) well that's what school's all about so today's quote of the day is wise men speak because they have something to say fools because they have to say something And so we don't want our students being fools. And today's topic is a lot of communication. Well, it is communication. How many times do we say think before you speak? Right. And you know those posters, think? Uh Is it truthful? Is it helpful? Is it? I just read it yesterday and I can't think of it. Inspiring? Yes, I think that's the right word. And is it? Mm, We need to look that up. I'm going to have to look it up. Even counselors, we don't know what the think poster says. I just read it yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well. So we want to teach our students to think, though, and to not be fools when they're talking. So one topic we want to help them learn is how to use the phone. And our students don't know how to use the phone. Mm -hmm. And if you were born in the 80s or older, you know how to use the phone because you had to use the phone that was hanging on the kitchen wall to talk to your best friend. Yep. And our students have no idea how to use the phone. And they're like, what's a landline? They don't even know what that means. Uh And one day I had a student calling a parent. If they did not pick up like the receiver of the phone, you know, the part that you're holding. Right, because we're thinking of our our offices phones. Like most of us still have phones that have a cord. 
Right. Yeah. So they pick up the phone that you hold in your hand. If they did not have that thing upside down. So the the cord (laughs) is at the top and it's like strangling them. Oh my gosh. And I just burst out laughing. I couldn't even hold it in. It was the funniest thing. What are you doing? And I looked at them and I said, does that even feel right? (laughs) And they're like, well, it's really uncomfortable. And I'm like, yeah, turn it around. Like they haven't even seen people use a phone to even know how to hold a phone. It's like, oh my gosh, we've like failed our kids. They do not know how to use it. I'm sitting here shaking my head back and forth. Like, oh my gosh. It was hysterical. And I couldn't hold in my laugh. I... I try not to laugh at kids, but that was just really funny. I couldn't hold they, it in. They needed you to laugh at them. I mean, then we <laughs> laughed together when he turned it around and was like, oh, yeah. doesn't that feel better? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way to teach them. Yes. And then, you know, we have to talk about how to dial the number and mm-hmm. they just have no idea how to use an actual telephone. Right. Anything other than their iPhone. Yep. Not a thing. Yeah. So one thing you might want to teach your students is how to use a telephone because at their job, they probably will need to use a real telephone. Yeah, they're going to have a desk phone. And not a cell phone. And then how to answer the phone. You don't just say, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. Or nothing. Or nothing. Sometimes they just stand there saying nothing. Yeah. So teaching them, right? (laughs) Teach them what to say when they answer the phone. How to leave a voicemail. My kids, when they're calling their parents, they're like, well, they didn't answer. What do I do? I go, leave a message. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, leave a message? I'm Tell like, them what you need. That, that's exactly what I say. Tell them who you are. Yeah. They can't see you. Tell them what you need. They're like, oh. And then even still, sometimes they'll stand there and I have to like script out <laughs> what they're going to say to their own mom <laughs> oh and dad, which goodness. is so funny. So to just practice like leaving voicemails and how to answer the phone, what to say when someone is not available. Oh, they're in the bathroom. Probably not what you need to say <laughs> if you're answering the phone. So just role playing some of those phone conversations and you can even act out correct and incorrect examples. And that's really funny and entertaining for the kids, but maybe it'll help them think when they're in the moment of what do I do and what do I say? And then other simple communication skills, like your verbal communication skills, such as how do you introduce yourself? Hmm. How do you shake someone's hand? How do you say hello? so important because you only get one first impression. Yeah. And they don't know. Mm -hmm. They do not know how to do this. Customer service. Many of our students are working in retail, working in restaurants. What is customer service? What does that mean? What does that look like? How do you have good customer service? And practicing that with them. And I mean, in this, our biggest thing, and I said it earlier, role play, skits. That's just a great way for the students to learn these skills. Exactly. Let's talk about email. This topic (laughs) makes me roll my eyes. Let's just say last year we had to turn off our sixth graders' emails because of them emailing each other constantly and how unnecessary these emails were. So that's the first thing I think of when I'm like, yes, we need to teach them how to use email properly. Yeah. Because the amount of emails I had to read, I'm rolling my eyes right now. I just can't. You have good eye rolls. Oh my gosh. I mean, and how many of you have read middle schoolers emails? Well, they're usually funny. (laughs) 
and mind numbing at the same time. Yes. And I like get irritated with my kids when I have to read their email. Mm -hmm. I'm like, are you serious? Do you know how many emails you guys had? I just read a hundred emails between you two. Uh We don't email that much. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And their emails always are abbreviated like for the word C, they just put the letter C. Yes. Sometimes they're hard to read because of how chopped their language is. Yes. No capital letters, no punctuation. One giant run-on sentence. Yes. For a paragraph. Yes. So teaching them how to write an email properly with, again, a subject line, the body of the email, like proper uses of abbreviations. Right. Those things matter. A salutation. Yes. Good morning, Mrs. Johnson, right? Mr. Smith. So many times I help my kids write emails to their teachers when they are like, I just don't know how to ask for help. And I'm like, well, do you want me to sit here with you? And we ask together uh-huh. and we'll write an email. And they're like, what do I say? <laughs> so those are great examples of practicing that is, you know, as a counselor or as a teacher, you can help them write an email. And that's a, a great tool for them. I have a big word for you. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Valediction. Valediction. Yes, that is a big word. Did you know that the valediction of a letter or an email is like the signature kind of piece at the bottom where you say like sincerely? That's a valediction. Oh, that I is a that. very big word. I learned that when I was researching this and I'm like, what is that called? Yeah. So you want one of those where you say like best regards. Yeah. Sincerely. If a student wrote an email like that to me, I think I'd be blown away. I'd do what you asked. Crazy. One student I emailed back and I was like, the next time you email an adult, (laughs) please use, this was one of my eighth graders who definitely knew what they were doing and knew how to write an email. And so I politely emailed them back. The next time you email an adult, please use appropriate salutation and body and signature and blah, 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 full sentences and not abbreviations. And I got the most hilarious email back, which was like, dear Miss Shepard, <laughs> I have taken into consideration your previous remarks and blah, blah, blah. It was so funny. I was rolling on the floor laughing. So I like to just have those conversations with my kids. Mm-hmm. Another great tool you can use for email is we have a free lesson on the mymindtrack.com. So mymindtrack.com, free lesson, and it is a mystery, like, email, kind of like a game for them. Mm -hmm. So they have to look at different emails that people write and choose which one is the correct one, and there's, like, hidden clues in the correct email. And then you solve the mystery with that. So it's really fun for your kids to practice that way as well. I highly recommend it. Another thing that we need to talk about when it comes to employability skills is social media. This is like your hot topic right here. <sighs> that was a giant sigh of... We're getting there. I'll, I'm optimistic there's progress with this topic. You've been working hard. Oh, man. Our kids... Sometimes I just feel like it's one in one ear and out the other. But... Yeah. We meet with our kids quarterly and talk about this and I I mean I have kids in my office I talk about more frequently with this about how it's permanent what you post online is there forever so your future employers can see that 
And sometimes when you say that to them, they're like, what? Yeah. They're completely shocked. Yeah. I'm like, yes, they can see all of this. So make sure when you're posting things, it's appropriate. That's a big thing they need. we're working on. My trick for my students, I call it the grandma rule. Oh, I love this. <laughs> and so the grandma rule is if you wouldn't allow your grandma to see the picture or read what you wrote, then don't post it. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered if they actually were listening to me because I've talked about the grandma rule for a long time. And I wondered if they were listening to me. And one of my former students who is now in high school and probably graduating, she let us know that she was in a situation and she did remember the grandma rule and she brought it up and she was like, I just remember Miss Shepard always saying, if you wouldn't show it to your grandma, then you shouldn't post it or send it. And I was like, oh, you've listened. Yes. I I started using that with my kiddos too. And I take, I added on there. Or if Miss Baldwin sees it and they're all like, yeah, we don't want Miss Baldwin to see it because then she's going <laughs> to talk to us. <laughs> I'm like, exactly. So maybe that helps a little bit. That's good. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is letters. How do you write a letter? Why do you write a letter? That's key. Why write a letter? Mm -hmm. What does that even mean for employability skills? You know? Right. And I think they're so used to sending a text message or sending an email that's a couple letters like a couple letters or letters as in like abbreviation letters mm -hmm. instead of actual words that they don't know how to write a letter. They don't, they might not even get mail. Right. When you say like body paragraphs, you're like, what does that mean? Yeah. So just teaching them what it looks like, why you write it and sending these letters, it, it means something to people. It does mean something, and it means more when you get mail, mm -hmm. like actual mail and not an email. It means a lot that you took the time to handwrite a letter or even type it and print it and sign it and send it. It means a lot. And exactly. a fun activity that you can do is to actually send letters that yes. mean something. Even if you did, like, pen pals and, like, wrote real letters. Mm -hmm. That's really fun. That is fun. And who doesn't like to get mail? So again, we've given you guys a lot of different employability skills, specifically with communication. So check out the blog. Yeah, they're all to in review there. all of those with all of the links that we talked about today. Mm-hmm. All right, we're moving on to the last segment of our show, the question of the week. This is where we want to hear from you and answer this, those tough questions that you have. We are SEL Unfiltered for a reason. So please email us your questions at podcast at themindtrack.com. All right, today's question. Okay. My students' social media accounts are out of control! <laughs> Exclamation mark. I don't think you're alone. They are posting inappropriate things left and right. Please help. This is a big topic. Mm -hmm. I think we need a whole series on social media. I think we do too. Okay. Coming, Coming up. soon. <laughs> <laughs> Whole series on social media. So you're not alone mm -hmm. in this problem. Social media, our students are out of control. I would say one thing that we found, we do team talks every quarter. And so our students are divided on teams. So we'll have a team at a time come down that we talk to. You could do it in a guidance lesson. You could 
do it whatever I find it very appropriate to do with a smaller group of students, about 50. We separate girls and boys Mm -hmm. and it gives them a chance to just interact a little bit more, which is fun. And we have social media talks every single time we do that. And we talk about the grandma role. We talk about employers being able to see their stuff, that it is permanent. Mm -hmm. And I like that we break it male, female, just because sometimes there's different content pertaining to each group. So we can talk more about that too. We can. And some other things that you can think about doing as a district, as a school, to have a parent night on social media we had it was it's been several years someone from the state police come in and talk to our they talked to the high school and maybe the eighth grade about social media use and the dangers of being on social media and they also offered a parent night and it was positively terrifying like the stuff that they said that happens from social media was absolutely terrifying So just another outside perspective Uh of teaching your parents and teaching your students age appropriately, how to use social media, you doing guidance lessons on social media, what is appropriate social media, how do you report inappropriate things on social media, and just creating a culture that you don't have to have social media. I think what you just said about educating the parents is huge. I'm like replaying things in my mind now of how many times I had to call parents and they were just like in shock. Oh yeah. Of what their child was doing. And they were like, I had no idea. Like I checked her phone once a week on the same day at the same time. And I'm like, well, your child knows that. And they hide all their stuff. Uh huh. So just being able to monitor as a parent. Yeah. And giving them the tools and resources to do that. I think it's just a lot of education. Teaching your students to be kind. Teaching your students to report issues. Teaching your parents about social media. I mean, you're really just involving the whole community there. It's a great answer. And remember, guys, we want to hear from you and we really want to answer your questions. So if you have an idea for a game, for a podcast series that we're doing, just a question of the day, or you just want to say hi, please email us at podcast at mindtrek.com. We will email you back. We will email everyone back. So please email us. Follow us on social media. Instagram is at the Mindtrek Education and Facebook and Twitter are at the Mindtrek. So we can't wait to hear from you. been SEL Unfiltered. Thanks to our sponsor, the MindTrek SEL program, guiding people of all ages to make the impossible possible by giving them the tools to overcome stress, build stronger relationships, and climb their Everest. You can find them at themindtrek.com. If you have feedback or want us to answer your SEL questions, email us at podcast at themindtrek.com. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time to empower the SEL guide in you.